You're listening to the Next Generation Gym Owners People and Profits Podcast, where we focus on taking your passion and turning it into your profits. Join us for interviews with business experts, industry influencers, and more. Let's get to it. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Next Generation People and Profits podcast. You guys, I got a crazy fun episode for you today. But before we get into it, make sure you've gone over to Facebook and you've liked NG Cheer and Gymnastics Owners, and you've checked out our website, nextgenowners.com, for all of this amazing content that we have, as well as our custom coaching packages that can help you grow your business. All right, without any further ado, let's get right to it. Today, we are talking about how you can easily make 100K extra per year. So what would an extra $100,000 a year mean to you and your business, right? Like how much more could you pay yourself? How much more could you pay your staff? What amazing things could you do with that money if you had an extra $100,000 a year? Now, we're going to get into some more details on what that looks like and, and how we do that, but that's what we're talking about today. How are we bringing in those big extra dollars and how we can really grow the profitability of our business? So the, the big three topics here are, number one is you are fully in control of this. It's your decisions and your own personal issues with money that are preventing you from making an extra $100,000 a year. Not everyone's business is is ready to just immediately overnight start making $100,000 a year um, extra, but a lot of yours probably are, and it is possible to make substantially more in revenue right away by just following the steps that we're going to talk about. Number two is that there's two methods to really doing this. One is to simply get more clients, and one is to charge more money, and those are going to be two that we're going to break down. And you, the third is you have to get past your hesitation and charge more money. So let's, let's get into this. Where did this all come from? So as you all know, we at NextGen do business coaching. And I was doing a one-on-one coaching call with one of my favorite clients uh, of our academy, And this was this last week, right after our academy retreat, where we started discussing some key metrics that we were going to be measuring and using those key metrics to help us drive decisions in our business. And we were discussing what her arm or average revenue monthly is. And so we were talking about this and really what we were finding was that her arm was really, really low. Um... And it was actually essentially what I would call upside down. We were not making a, she was not making as much as she should be per month from her clients. And we started talking about why it was. And then we got into some simple solutions to fix it. And really for her, her why was that she had, and she literally said, you know, my why, my mission is I want to provide an amazing cheerleading experience while also not being cost prohibitive. I want to be able to offer something for those who don't have all the money. And she is in what would be considered a a high cost of living area, um, just outside at Los Angeles and certainly could, you know, there are gyms charging quadruple, uh, you know, just for a fitness membership. So 
Uh, she could do that, but her mission and her why was to make this affordable for more kids and get more kids involved in this sport and this thing that she so loved. Uh, and so we were we just we were discussing though some simple solutions to fixing her arm and and bringing in more revenue because that's really what we were trying to do is we're trying to achieve some really specific revenue goals. And so I started really thinking about it more and spending some after we came up with our game plan and thinking about why people end up in this position. And the reality is, is that I have been in that same exact position and I've had those same hesitations and those same thoughts that she had. And I kind of wanted to get to it. And I, I thought about structuring this episode a lot of different ways. Um, episode, not episode. Uh, thought of structuring this a lot of different ways for you, but I feel like this is the best one. You know, how can we add an extra 100K a year by making a couple quick changes? So the number one topic is that we are in control of this, right? You are either you are either doing this successfully or you're doing it not successfully. And a lot of cheer gym owners are not doing this successfully. We're not making our pricing based off of the right things. We are either focused on matching our competitors' pricing, focused on, oh, well, well, they're charging this much down the street, so then I can't charge much more than that, or I can only charge 5 or $10 more than that. Um, or you're putting your own personal feelings about money onto your clients. Now, that's a weird perspective, but we all have our own personal issues when it comes to money. Some of us spend it too freely. A lot of us are are frugal and we are looking for deals and we were raised to be responsible with that money. And so we're putting our own personal feelings that people aren't going to pay for certain things uh, because it's too much money. Now, let's go back in time. If we go back to pre-2005, if you told anyone in 2005 that people were going to be willing to spend over $1,000 on a cell phone, they would have laughed in your face. They would have said, no way, that's impossible. That's never going to happen. Because at that point in time, cell phones were you know, $59 for that little Nokia. Uh, that, that wasn't going to occur. But now, people are paying... $1,000, $1,200 more for the same iPhone with a gold plate on it versus a straight normal black or silver. So it's all in the perspective and in how you value what it is you do. You have to make your decisions on pricing without emotion. What does your business need? What can the market bear and what is your long-term goal? You need to like completely remove that lie that gym owners shouldn't make money from your mind. That is, in my opinion, one of the worst things we've done as an industry is we've created this idea that because we serve kids that you shouldn't make money as a gym owner. Or if you do, you should make a reasonable living. And there's, uh, there's all sorts of people who will say, oh, well... If you want to become wealthy, being a gym owner, that's not the right choice. That's not that's not why anyone gets into being a gym owner, is to become wealthy. And maybe that's true. Maybe that isn't how we started. I didn't start owning a gym because I wanted to become wealthy. But I own a gym, and I'm a business owner, and I'm an entrepreneur, and me being a gym owner is going to make me wealthy. 
right? So I've shifted my mindset away from the, well, I shouldn't become wealthy off of my gym. Why shouldn't I? Why? Because why is it that because I want to help kids and I want to impact their lives that I then have to live some sort of a destitute lifestyle that I have to make less and, and, you know, if you're a, a, a coach, you have to have three roommates just so you can pay the bills. Like, why is it that you should have to do that? Why is it that we shouldn't be able to live in a quality home? Why is it that we shouldn't be able to go on vacations when we want to go on vacations, right? Like that doesn't make sense, but we have been so conditioned by the industry for a lot of reasons, in my opinion, to believe that that is somehow a bad thing. But there are lots of people in the cheerleading and the gymnastics industries who are becoming very, very wealthy. And right now it's upside down, right? The gym owners are not getting as wealthy as they should. And then the the service providers at the top are there becoming very wealthy. And that's not necessarily inverted, but it's way more inverted than it should be, right? Everyone should be able to make a good living, not just like a decent living, a good living doing cheerleading. So you've got to remove that lie from your mind and be okay with making money. Be okay with making good money. Not just like okay money, but like why shouldn't why should you be lower middle class just because you own a cheer gym? You should be upper middle to into that wealthy category where you're having to worry about, okay, I'm making $250,000 a year. Now I'm in a higher tax bracket. That's where you need to be. That's where you should be. So there are two primary ways to accomplish this, right? Number one is to get more clients, all right? Now getting more clients, it takes time. That's not just going to happen overnight. It's going to require a financial investment on your behalf. You're going to have to market. You're going to have to have a sales team. You're going to have to do trials and you're going to have to invest into getting those clients. They're they're not just going to magically materialize. You're not going to wake up tomorrow morning and say, you know what? I want a hundred more class kids and then they all walk in the door. You're going to have to work for that. So it's not going to be a a quick fix. Now you should always be looking to grow and you should always be looking to add more clients. Um, but that is going to take more time. And so this is not how to easily increase your revenue to $100,000 more a year. All right. So the number two is you can charge more money. Now that one is easy. You're literally charging more money. That's, that's it. Now it does come with challenges. Uh, but in most circumstances, you absolutely can do that for the services you're already providing with no need to really provide a an ongoing reason or explanation for why it is that you're increasing your pricing. Uh, think about all the other subscription services that you have. When you subscribe to Netflix, when I first subscribed, it was, you know, $9.99, I think. And now it's gone up astronomically over the years. And once they started streaming, they haven't really changed the service very much. In fact, they've actually decreased a lot of the shows that I loved to watch aren't on Netflix anymore uh, because other companies started their own streaming services. So those are things you need to factor in. So you don't necessarily always need to provide a reason for why it is you're raising your prices. And I think that's one of the things that we always default to. Well, I'm raising their prices, but I'm, I'm still just doing classes. Or, well, I can, I can articulate why I'm raising prices because minimum wage just went up or uh, because the cost of goods is more. Or you just raise your prices because you are raising your prices annually or, or biannually and you're doing that intentionally. 
so as we look at those first two subjects, you have to one, get over yourself and stop making the decision about what you charge on your emotion. And two, you have to believe that you're worth a premium price. Uh, if you don't do that and you don't believe in your product enough to charge a premium price, that then you're not going to be comfortable doing that. This doesn't mean that you have to overcharge though. You're not necessarily going to be gouging people and charging $300 a month for one hour a week, but you can be fairly priced and make more revenue. So you have to charge more. So how do you make that extra 100K per year? Well, I did the math on my business, right? So, uh, and I, I think we're correctly priced, but we could definitely go up a little bit. So let's say we have, we have about 350 active members in our gym right now at the moment, which will actually go up here shortly when high schools start tumbling with us again but we have about 350 active members. And because of that, I need to increase our arm, our active revenue monthly by just $23 per person to get an additional $100,000 per year. I mean, is that really crazy? Like is $23 per person that astronomical and that crazy that you think you would have a flood of people going out the door? In my opinion, no, $23 a month extra um, would not lead to a massive exodus of my clients. Now, am I going to raise my prices by $23 per person right now? No, I actually just did a price increase. So we actually raised our prices by about $20 um, per person just recently, like this going into this year. So we actually just did a price jump, but that is how you could do it right now. Now, you may not have 350 clients. You may be in a different ballpark, but that doesn't mean that the same methodology can't work for you. So this all came from a one-on-one -on -one coaching call, right? The hardest part of this situation is the removal of yourself and your biases and your emotions when you're making these decisions. And that's really is why time after time, why I have seen for myself and why I've seen others not charging the right amount of money is we're making those decisions based off of our biases, based off of our emotions, and really based off of the fact that we love these kids and we want to—we don't want to lose anyone. And so we think emotionally, we think about, well, if I raise my prices, then I know that Susie, who I just love to work with, won't be able to afford classes anymore. So I just, I can't raise prices because I don't want to lose Susie. Well, that's not the right approach. You need to be raising prices based off what your business needs and what's going to support it for the best thing. Uh, we want to do the right thing all the time. Well, this came from one-on-one -on -one coaching call because having a coach who can look at the situation and unemotionally tell you why you need to make those adjustments and lay out the mathematics of how that's going to change your business really, really helps. It helps frame it and takes your emotional decision-making out of the process. So maybe $100,000 a year isn't realistic for your current membership base. Maybe you only have 100 members and to increase $100,000, you would have to be raising your prices well over $50 per member. Well, that's, that's probably not reasonable. But that doesn't mean that $50,000 a year isn't reasonable. And if you only have 100 members, adding an additional 50K in revenue per year is a, a big jump, right? And if you have a member base that is bigger, maybe $100,000 is too small. Maybe you could be increasing your revenue by $200,000 a year. So 
you have a number of different approaches you can take with this. So yes, this is how to make $100,000 a year easily or an extra $100,000 a year easily, a little bit clickbaity. Sure, maybe it is, but you guys get where I'm going with this. It's very easy to increase your gross revenue. And if you increase your gross revenue without increasing your costs, that really should very quickly turn into net revenue right? That should turn into something that you're netting within the business and you're not adding more classes and paying more staff members, which that does come with adding more clients. So leaving this podcast, as we wrap up, I want you to calculate your arm, your average revenue monthly, and then take your, you're going to do that by taking your gross monthly revenue and divide that by your active monthly members. And then look at what is a reasonable price increase most people are gonna won't even blink at a ten dollar increase a month and up to twenty five dollars generally is not in my opinion going to lose you a ton of clients beyond that you're definitely more likely to see people start to leave and you might get a diminishing returns where yeah you raised your prices by seventy five dollars but then you lost fifty percent of your client base and so it it kind of levels out and you don't really get that increase um so figure out what a reasonable price raise is and then set when you're going to do it and raise your prices. Do it. Do it this year, whether it be at the end of the season, headed into the next one, but raise your prices, you guys. You can do it. Believe in yourselves. Don't make that decision emotionally and make that change for you and for your business. All right, everyone, we've reached the end of our episode. I want to remind you to head over to NG Cheer and Gymnastics Owners, like our Facebook group. If you are a gym owner, head over to nextgenowners.com get subscribed to our site, get all of our blogs and all our other great information. If you're looking for another great podcast to listen to that's all about cheer, make sure you check out the Let's Talk Cheer podcast featuring Jason Larkins. He brings on various guests and discuss all the current events that are going on in cheer. Great stuff. I listen to it every week. Make sure you do too. All right, everyone. Thank you for listening. Make sure to like, share, and subscribe, and we will catch you on the next episode. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Next Generation Gym Owners People and Profits Podcast. If you would like to be featured on our podcast, click the link in our description to apply. If you're interested in joining NextGen, visit our website at www.nextgenowners.com. And lastly, don't forget to subscribe to this podcast to make sure you don't miss any future episodes. Thanks for listening.